Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a painter, a comedian, and a musician review old albums for some reason. I'm Nick Lagrasta. I'm Chris Darden. I'm Caleb. No last name. <laughs> He's trying to distance himself from this podcast. I never, never had Doe. one. Never had one. <laughs> hey guys. Hey. How's it going? Yeah. It's going good. Good to see everybody. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. I've got a pick for this week for you guys. What's the pick? It's a real... It's a real doozy. Yeah. I want to, uh, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, after the last episode, which was my pick, mm-hmm. um, there was a group text that went around where Nick insisted for the next one, we should try to do an album that's actually really good. Yeah. And What's that like, about, man? <laughs> yeah. What happened to that? Where did, where did that album go? I have the original motion picture soundtrack for Half Baked. <laughs> Iconic. Wait, so... Yeah. Did you own this? I did own this. Um, the, I had this on VHS. Uh, this came out when I was, uh, I think, 12. No, the soundtrack. But, but did you own the soundtrack? The soundtrack. Oh, no, no, no. We're because, not talking about the movie. No one owned As we all realized... No one's ever bought the soundtrack. We, like, caught up with each other today, and it's like... Yeah, I couldn't you find have, anything. It's been scrubbed from the internet. <laughs> it's impossible to find. This was so hard. <laughs> There's one track on here. I literally... Like Google couldn't like it came up one and it was like a half of a live performance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's insane. This was really hard to find. Yeah, is that the one I was like, "This is it, right here, I found yeah. it." And you're like, "Yeah, this is the crappy <laughs> concert footage live version." But, yeah. So obviously, this is the episode that's really going to push us over because everybody's going to relate to this <laughs> album that nobody's ever heard, but yeah. a movie that everybody's seen. Are you going to agree on that? That's true. You guys have both seen this movie. Of course. Yeah. Dude, college, man, 90 times, dude. (laughs) (laughs) This was huge for me. This was a big movie. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I don't think I've seen it in... Apparently, I've made a tradition of never rewatching any of these movies before we do an episode, but I haven't seen this movie in so long. Uh, I rewatched a few. I watched Over the Top, um, if, if we ever release that episode. Um, <laughs> and that was, uh, I don't think we were going to. No, that, that one is, is lots of time because we were playing the entire entirety of all songs. No, yeah. We, just, we decided to listen to the entire soundtrack and just talk over. It's, it's <laughs> never, never mentioned like the season, season desist. I think yeah. there would have been a class action lawsuit against us just on, on like taste. We were just begging on, for it with that Just episode. on grounds of taste. Yeah, oh, man. But anyway, th- that was uh, probably the worst of all the movies to rewatch. <laughs> man, that was bad. Golly. Anyway, right, over the top. Back, back to Nick. Back to... We're finally, we're finally reviewing a great one. Yeah. This is one of the best. <laughs> Did you guys own this movie in any capacity? Have we said the name of the movie yet? Yeah, yeah. He's oh, half Half-baked. Half-baked. Um, uh, no, I don't think Sorry, ever... Chris smoked right before. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Um, I don't think I owned it. I feel like I I know what the cover is, and it's Jim Brewer and David <laughs> David Ch- David Chappelle David Chappelle <laughs> David Chappelle and Jim well known comedian just standing in like the psychedelic y looking uh, background. Yeah. I feel like I I am seeing that CD in like a DVD case. I don't, what, you know what, what, I mean? what year I'm is this that, again? What year is the movie? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah. This is 98. Okay, it seems like later to me for some reason. It does. But like, so I, I would have seen this way before I ever smoked pot. Sorry, mom and dad. Oh. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Big reveal. Big reveal. I don't know if we ever had that conversation. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I guess I guess it's one of those things that I don't think anybody saw in the theater, and so it was when I was in college, I guess. I don't think I was allowed to see it. I, w- I would have been 11. Yeah, I was 12. Uh, I don't think I was allowed to see it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think my parents definitely wouldn't have let me see this, but my yeah. when we would go stay at my grandma's house, uh, me and my brother, my grandmother would buy us movies you know, to watch on the weekends. And she, I think, just saw this at the video store, and I was like, oh, this looks fun. <laughs> so she bought that, and it was the same weekend that uh, she got The Crow. Yes, uh, that is a that is a like, movie that from I'm the cover looks like a real fun yeah. cinematic adventure. Oh man, I I own, I own the crow and the right. crow soundtrack, and we're definitely doing the crow soundtrack. Dude, your grandma was awesome. Dude. Yeah, let you watch Half Baked and the Crow. Dude, she was Barbara. A, she was a, the best. a goth stoner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of goth stoners, let's yeah. jump into the first <laughs> track. Yeah. Making their first appearance and hopefully the last on track listing is uh, the Bloodhound Gang. Oh my god. Uh, with a long comes Mary. Oh, I hate this band so much. And every now and then I spend right. my time at Ryan Russell Christmas Waltz in me. And then along comes Mary. Actually, uh, I kind of got into the Bloodhound Gang. Not into them, but like. I, I enjoy, like back in the day when I was like downloading things on Winamp uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or like Winamp playlists. Like Bloodhound Gang had a, about six or seven tracks on my Winamp playlist. The Bad Touch, that was the big hit, right? I actually mm-hmm. that that song it was actually not that bad. No, that was, um, that was the album, right? The Bad Touch, and then the, that was the, their that was the song. No, yeah, uh, you and was, me, uh, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. That was Discovery Channel. Wasn't it? Or was it called the Bad it's Touch? Called the bad it's t- called the Bad Touch. That's the track bad. title. Oh, is the Bad Touch. Yeah. Yeah, I used to DJ with that back in the day. It was oh, always a crowd pleaser, oh, no. man. There was kind of got like an '80s style production on in, it. In the know? '90s, there was like a, a little bit of a thing of bands getting away with jokey songs that yeah. were like not quite novelty songs, but like Offspring did "Pretty Fly for a White Guy," which. Oh, was just man. atrocious and see i like that one too right, that was on, <laughs> i own that at americana yeah. uh, it, uh I, I dug the offspring though man yeah well i was into the offspring they had that album before with like uh come, come out and play and all yeah. that yeah they and so better... then when, when they did pretty fly for a white guy i was like bummed out so i did a little googling about uh the bloodhound gangs oh, like what is, what is the deal this how many members passed and hopefully entirely passed? I don't know if it's still together. How many members do you think there have been in the Bloodhound Gang? Um, probably At like any 10. one time, there was probably five, so 30? There have been 13 members <laughs> of the Bloodhound <laughs> Gang. Uh, that's a real gang. That's a real gang. And they got in a lot of trouble in, a, in Russia and Ukraine <laughs> on like a tour... Uh, they peed on the Ukrainian flag and got like you know hooliganism or some like weird Eastern European law. They've they've always uh, been very political. And then they they like did something in Russia, uh, the same tour, and uh, they like sk- had to skip town. They had to cancel the last, uh, and they kept the money for like the. Like, oh the, God! They have so, they have an EP called Dingleberry Haze. Oh, they have see. another album called the original motion picture soundtrack to Hitler's handicapped helpers. They were. Funny. That got them a record deal. <laughs> they're of like all a, things, they're a cross between the whole surfers and like Alien Ant Farm. Or, yeah. Oh God. But anyways, that song, they're they're I don't know if it's straight up sampling. It's referencing. It was written by somebody else, but it was a monkey's song. Yeah. Mary, Mary, where we go? And then uh, Run DMC kind of revived it with. 
long Mary Mary here. why you bugging yeah why you bugging <laughs> and uh, uh but this is uh, in reference in reference to Mary Jane yeah we'll be getting back oh, to that yeah. I think yeah. so, so, so oh my god <laughs> that's that dude <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we have Chris here to do some of the some of the decoding because yeah. this is all lost on me. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think we covered covered all our bases there. They also. <laughs> oh no. They have a song called "Yellow Fever." That yeah. This this was on their controversies. Geffen Records would not put out because of the lyric. Um, let's see. Something like an it. Oriental rug, because I lay her where I please. Then I blindfold her with dental floss and get on my knees. Oh, me chinky, she's so kinky. Oh, Got God. me hot like Nagasaki, burning up like napalm, bursting like an A-bomb. Jeez. Yeah, man. Well, also, but, I'm thinking... And then they said, you know, this isn't supposed to be taken seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, blindfold with dental floss. What a, of all the things to blindfold somebody with, right. dental floss seems the least practical. I feel like you Why might you be... do that to an oriental rug? Maybe the wrong thing stuck out to you. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know they were in trouble with that. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb's right. giving me the look. He's <laughs> like, come on, man, what's track two? I'm trying. <laughs> Tra- track two is a is a returning band to the podcast. Oh, that's um, right. This is Smash Mouth um, <laughs> with Virgin Girl featuring Chopper. You know, it's like there's one thing that would make Smash Mouth better if the singer was doing kind of like a stoner Jamaican a Jamaican affectation <laughs> to his yeah, voice. Just like, I was like, no. you, you 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 see like the you know the paths this band could have gone, and this was like a door that like you know became cemented after a while like they could have gone very jamaican the same way like sugar ray like could have gone like really in one direction do you think mm -hmm. this track is going to make it in the the musical oh boy no no that's just uh oh is it all one just all star it's all all it's only all star in different styles yeah yeah that's real can't wait all-Star, the best Broadway musical. I went, Coming and, soon. I went and saw the uh, the Carol King musical last it's, weekend. It's great. Yeah, but they just played, so they played All-Star over and over. I didn't, I didn't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really good. I, like, I, I, uh, I did not think I cared about Carol King at all. Uh, oh, I, I love Carol King. I saw that musical. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't like musicals in general. I was like, man, I'm it was, it was very it was beautiful. It was very Broadway, but it's beautiful. I mean, very obviously the music's great, and like she was writing all those songs like a block away from the theater. <laughs> yeah. All star, all star. Was that all star? <laughs> Why does Smash Mouth keep coming back into both of our lives? Well, it's funny because no. they're always they're always just called to, to do like a generic like cover of a song, and this is the one time they they got some of their original material on yeah. a soundtrack, and it was just brutal. <laughs> man. Yeah, man, I'm surprised that they didn't get have one of those live sets on Chappelle's show. Oh, <laughs> they didn't make God. some connection. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, I worked with these guys uh, in the past. So I bring them on the show. It's <laughs> like I got some friends from my my days in Hollywood. That's amazing. What the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. 
Uh, now, what, what do we say? What do we say about Smash Mouth? We, we, well, nothing... that is the worst Smash Mouth song I've ever heard in my life. That's pretty bad. But it's perfect in a movie about pot, I think. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sign about, like, we are smoking pot, and we're smoking pot, and this is Jamaican, and we're smoking more pot. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, this next track might confuse you even more as to why it's on the soundtrack. Um, also another returning band to the pod here, uh, Luscious Jackson. This is the mysterious Luscious Jackson song. couldn't find this, it. This was really hard to find, <laughs> but I managed to find it after three days. Luscious Jackson has done everything he could to, <laughs> to destroy this the up. song. This is uh, Love That's Real Sweet. You can turn that one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? It, why is this, this? Why is this? Yeah. It, how? <laughs> how and why? Why did this disappear? So, yeah. did that? I did any. I see. Not only could I not find the song, I couldn't find any mention of it. I just found that weird, like, half live recording. Dave Chappelle called up the band, <laughs> said, I love your work. So I'm like, coming out of the movie. I, like I said in our, our literally the last episode we did, I liked that one Luscious Jackson song that I I can't even remember what it was called. The one like there they had like an like alternative the club hit, right? It was like an alternative radio hit. Yeah. Um, but like what what is that? Did they do oh, that? The just... uh, Life Less Ordinary soundtrack, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the song on there is very generic, and this is very right. generic. Yeah. I think they were just. This is, this nice. is a it's, scene where they're it's just It's the same like year. It's, it's 98. They were they were probably it's getting like, a lot of calls to do like... They were like, like 90s wallpaper. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I said, it's, they're, they're like, kind yeah, of like a... Kind of, you know, <laughs> blending into everything. Like a generic uh, Portis head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. An affordable Portis head. <laughs> they were available. <laughs> yeah, available. Available. Affordable. <laughs> it's, it's... Is it three women in the band? That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trip hop, trip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that may have a lot of the songs on this uh, soundtrack were tricky produced songs. That may have been a tricky oh, yeah. song that um, he's tried to scrub himself. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> oh man, what have we got next? Uh, this is track number four. This is Homegrown with We Are Dumb. Here we go. <laughs> Watch your play. A montage in the movie. Oh man, that's that's some crunchy ska bass right there. You know, as bad as this song is, it, it kind of makes me want to play Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Very, uh, Thoughts you know. on ska? Thoughts on ska, guys? Well, there did it have its moment? I think if you're a fan of ska, they people classify it by generations because it, it's like a reoccurring thing, especially in England, where yeah. ska was like you know happened in maybe the '60s and then it kind of revival again in the '80s and revival again in the '90s and and it kept getting like worse every time it came back. <laughs> it's like, like when like you a make mutated, a copy of a copy, it's like it the, the swine flu keeps coming back, mutated and like more virulent. Uh, <laughs> Like there's gonna be some some ska from the '80s later on the soundtrack that's really a hit and miss, but some of it's really good. But in the '90s, it was all bad. One of my uh, one of my favorite Tumblr blogs was um, uh, 
ska band or improv group. <laughs> it's just like a picture of like nine people, all, We're, usually all white. Wearing vans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're just like, ah, you know, all posing together and stuff. And you're just like, ah, either way, I don't know, I don't know. It could be, you know, uh, assaulted nuts. <laughs> it could be, you know, uh, fish bone something, I don't know. That was, okay, yeah, so in the 90s, ska came back. And it was a little br- brutal. And it's like very, the vocals are very in line with like a late Green Day kind of. Yeah. I thought it sounded cool at the time, but it, yeah. it hasn't aged well. Uh, yeah. I know. I mean, it was not cool at the time. <laughs> I remember going to a couple of like, I saw like a friend's ska band play at a, at a ice hockey rink one time. It was like, it was like the first concert I went <laughs> Sounds to. Sounds about like right. Seventh grade. Yeah. I don't know. I mean,. It's funny because like the 80s ska was was really interesting because it was when punk rock and stuff was happening in England, there was also a lot of uh, like immigrants from the islands that came in. And so it was a very natural like folding in of these of these genres where Mm -hmm. some people were listening to reggae and ska and some people were listening to like Sex Pistols and they formed a band together and it was like a cool mixture of the two. Yeah. In the 90s, it was just like a bunch of. Stupid white kids that somebody was a really good bass player and kept playing faster and faster. It was band nerds that were like, look, I, I was duped into playing the trombone in the middle oh, yeah, school probably. band. And yeah. like, I really want to be part of you guys' band. Like, come on, please. And I, I'm not I'm not here to slag on trombone players. I did play uh, trombone <laughs> you play trombone? Fifth, and, fifth and sixth grade. I never quite learned how to play, oh. but it's the easiest one to fake because you can just kind of... <laughs> Look at the trombone next to you and like just do the same one. So uh, this is an embarrassing admission, but I played saxophone mm. for years. I could see you as a saxophone player. I I never wanted to do it. I never enjoyed it. Do you want to? St- can you still play a, a song or two? Do you think? I I don't. I mean, I know how to read music. I don't think I remember how to play anything. No, no. We better move on to the next track before we start a fucking ska band. <laughs> Wait, you play sax? No, Dude, no. I play anyway, so uh, track five is uh, Black Grape with Marbles. <laughs> yeah, you gotta say, Nick. Really not liking this album so much. Oh yeah, I, I have some stuff to say about this song though. If you guys, this is uh, produced by Tricky himself, one of the founding, um, you know, or kind of brought trip hop. Yeah, wait, can you tell me more about Tricky? Because he, he like... was in the Fifth Element. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Massive Attack. He was kind of, I think, the producer and one of the yeah, sometimes vocalists in Massive Attack. Massive Attack. Was he an albums? actor in? Yeah, he's wait, he's who's... the one with the very weird voice. It's all like buzzy. Um, Which guy? I, I know Fifth Element very well. Was, was he like, the guy that's he was one always of, the fussy fuck? No, he was one of Zerg's henchmen. <laughs> oh. uh, young black guy with the weird raspy voice. I'm like, oh, I am Corbin Dallas. That guy? Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Um, so anyways, what is the name of this band? Black Grape or something? This is, yeah, this is Black, black Mo- Grape. Black Grape. If it sounds to anybody like this is a bad version of the Happy Mondays, it's because it's a side project of like the two main guys from the Happy Mondays. Uh, the Happy Mondays were... I was like, ah, yes, the Happy Mondays. Uh, it was a, well, yeah, it's yeah. a. They were a band who were much bigger in the UK, but it was there was a famous show in Manchester where the Sex Pistols played like a union hall with a crowd of maybe twenty people, and the people in attendance 
like went on to join to form Joy Division, The Fall, Happy Mondays, like everybody was there. Whoa. And it was like this crazy, you know, the Manchester had like no music scene and then all of a sudden it like blew up into like Joy Division and all that and like Drudy Column and uh, Factory Records. And then in the 90s when kind of rave culture took off, uh, the Happy Mondays were like it was very kind of like take ecstasy and dance around because like British people learned how to dance for the first time because they were on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing about the Happy Mondays is that it was mainly the lead singer and then kind of the second most famous guy uh, didn't do anything. He just danced around and like kind of yelled in the background and played tambourine. And he was like, he was just like, I, maybe he was the drug dealer at first or I can't remember <laughs> yeah. his name's like Bez or something. And so when I like saw... the hype man or something? Yeah, but he, he's literally like, he just kind of like dances like this in all the videos and he's just around. And then when they, I looked and it's like, oh, this is like a, a side project of lead singer. And it's like, no, like Bez is in this one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> Maybe he just had an ear. Yeah. Like, uh, well, that's like um, Flavor Flav. Like he never really sang. No, <laughs> no just... this guy is like way less involved. In <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, way, like, way less. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I was going to say, maybe Skirt Boy uh, from Manger Laser, who's just, like, there and dances. Probably more and like, does, you like, know how crazy. Kid Rock had, like, the, the little person? Uh, Joe C. Yeah, it's, right? probably, it's probably more in that vein. Dude, he, he passed away. Rest in peace, Joe yeah, C. we all die. <laughs> yeah, we all die. Oh, we all die. I hate to break it to you guys, but this next band has also been featured in a previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Somehow, Days of the New has God, made it on like what? Man, to what? another. Of all the bands. What? Like, what? What? This was, yeah. From Godzilla. Right. Soundtrack. Oh, I remember. <laughs> Days of the New somehow made it onto this soundtrack. I, I don't get it. That is, I mean, and we still don't know anything about them. No one does. No, no one, one knows does. anything. They don't even exist, man. <laughs> like, we looked it up. Oh my god. This this is Days of the New. Again, like Yeah, well we gotta hear it. With their like track, a, Seasons Change. A nineties band ge- name generator. <laughs> Days of the New, sure. This is just the kind of music you wanna hear, you know, when you light up a joint. I don't understand. Again, this this just sounds like a bad outtake of like Alice in Chains or something like that to me. Or you know, half right. the man I used to be. I was singing that earlier because I was I heard that song. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that and even yeah. that is a bad knockoff of Pearl Jam. That yeah. was like when How Scott Weiland was pretending that I don't get it. I don't get Ugh. it. And it's also '98. Like that. That's a song from like '94. Four or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. That sound is already cliche. This is the same years. Can't hardly wait. Yeah, ninety eight. Man, it's the peak. Ninety six yeah. through ninety. And valley in the valley. <laughs> yeah, peak is a loose term. I think. The, oh, I am the beholder, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just yeah, it's just grunge settling. You know, I guess. I mean, I kind of have to keep my eye on the prize that we are we are reviewing this album. That song sucked. Yeah. It's a bad song. Bad song, Nick. Oh man, it's really bad. Dude, I, I have not, I have not enjoyed a single uh, song yeah. so far. 
You know, this, I hate to say this, but the Bloodhound Gang song is by far the best song we've heard I, so far. Oh, oh, you know what? I forgot about Bloodhound Gang. I actually like that song. Uh, <laughs> this this whole this whole experience is a, uh, you know. It's, it's hard to feel like <laughs> good about that song when, when Nick told us about all the other things that Bloodhound yeah, Gang Terrible there. things. That, apparently, yeah. Back to Bloodhound Gang. Apparently, like, <laughs> Golden Showers were, like, a big part of their stage show. I'm like, <sighs> as if, like. Think about go. You're like, I really don't want to go. And like, guys, come on, it's the Bloodhound Gang. Let's go. Let's have fun and let's go. And then you get peed on when you're there, and they're like, Dude, we told you we didn't want to go, man. We told you we didn't want to go. And now I got fucking. By the end of this me. soundtrack, the Bloodhound Gang's gonna be your favorite band. I swear <laughs> to God, man. you're gonna love the Bloodhound Gang. You're gonna be begging for more. <laughs> begging for the Bloodhound Gang. All right, I don't want to get any angry texts on the the group text about how we need to do a good album next time. <laughs> yeah. Like Life as Ordinary is is three times as good as this record. Well, this was a good movie. I will say that. If we want to talk about, do you think movie. it holds up? If you would watch it now, um, I, th- I bet it's a bit hokey, but like yeah. weed culture wasn't as present. And was, I mean, like, it's famous. It was directed by Neil Brennan, right? No, no, no. he co-wrote it, was, uh, it with Chappelle. Co-wrote, Tam- co-wrote. Tamara Davis. Tamara Davis, co-wrote. who did like. Um, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Uh, and uh, she's done a lot. She's done like a lot of TV. She did a lot of music videos. You may remember the the uh, the one music video, uh, Mbop, yeah. that she directed. she directed. I do not remember Tam- that. Tamara Davis is like, she's a big deal in the in comedy director. She's a director a lot. I can't quite remember. She's married to, uh, or used to be married to Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Hmm. Right. Interesting little fact. A little tidbit there. So, and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't put a song on this what? album. What the heck? Come on. Apparently, Chappelle and Brennan were never pleased with this film at all. Yeah. Uh, the, of how it turned out, or the direction. That yeah, it was. well, so, I mean, it, it did bomb, but then it, it somehow, like, got there. It was a cult classic. It, it got, yeah. uh, like, DVD sales were through the roof. And then, uh, I think, big they, teenage they following. Got, they got Chappelle's show kind of on the back of it years later. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was their that, first, like, like, real professional was, collaboration really? writing together. Yeah, they talked about, like, they wrote an amazing movie. Uh, that's what Chappelle's like. Right. The, it's going to be the like kids. was amazing, and then it came out, and they're like, <laughs> well, we got to, you know. And they, I'm do, sure they got their budgets. My slashed. favorite line is the. I don't think I'm getting the respect a cop killer deserves in prison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's get a little taste of track seven here. This is um, the specials mm. with farmyard connection. It's like work. <laughs> yeah, man. What a slog. What a slog. <laughs> no, I, I actually like the song. You know what? You know what it is. <laughs> It, All right, now, like, this is at least a song that you could envision being on the Half-Baked right. soundtrack. That's what it is. Finally. Yeah, like, it, it just reminds me of, like... Breath of Green Air. The exhaustive weed culture that's out there. Like, oh my god. Like, what? A, if you are into, like... Uh, weed culture at all or like i don't know you're a you're a complete nerd you're a complete (laughs) nerd it's the like the least interesting thing to talk about well here i i don't know when the best part of this soundtrack to get into this is but i might as well talk about it now is that there especially in hip-hop there's a whole genre of like songs that exclusively talk about weed yeah. That like had a tinge of like subversive like danger to that one in the nineties. Yeah. That now it's like fucking Jimmy Buffett. Because it's like 
weed is legal and people are like i love smoking weed i love the way it makes me feel i smoke this kind of weed i smoke this kind you're like you're just talking about like a hobby you're talking yeah. about like a product you go to weed point. college <laughs> and, it's nice. just like, and so to, to like listen yeah. when you listen to like early snoop dogg you're like this guy it's good enough that you kind of like don't think about the fact that there's just this teenager talking about he just likes to smoke weed and you're like it's the most pedestrian thing in the world now uh but but when you're listening to the bad versions of it like we're gonna pop up on this you're just like this is the lamest nerdiest like <laughs> How like how long can you talk about just smoking? Me? Oh my god! <laughs> For a long, long uh, time. I should, I should. It's, just, it's I, the I, craft brew of yeah. Of our day. It's really yeah. just like very <laughs> overrated. Oh very my god! Overrated. A bunch of parrot heads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should mention though that the specials are a really good uh, '80s uh, British ska band, yeah, and that that I've song heard, I've heard I've listened to the specials. That song was recorded <laughs> with a few different iterations of like solo projects of uh people from the specials i heard like three different i was trying to hunt down which was the actual version on the yeah i was trying to hunt down this whole uh, fucking yeah. album yeah. some of the versions are better than that one and uh i i think it i don't know if it's a variation on like a like a kind of classic reggae song or if it's just been done by other people but you can find a version of that song that's really good yeah uh that one is kind of like generic yeah, I mean, it wasn't wasn't terrible you know so that's what if you were to say you know what is ska music, and then but it's it's like out. a at least it's a weed song that's about something, which is these uh, people living in poverty that are growing weed that are having to like they're getting their farm raided and having to like hide, where instead of other songs where it's like um, yeah, I'm I like I that. like sitting down and smoking some weed. <laughs> yeah. I like I like this kind of weed to smoke, and he's like your Afro man, for example. <laughs> He's not on the soundtrack, is he? I wish he was. <laughs> no, that, that's How High. It's a different stoner movie. I'm thinking yeah. How High. I think this is yeah, too yeah, early yeah. for that, maybe. I yeah. don't... Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Um, I do know... Do you realize I... that that song is sampled? That that beat is a sample? <laughs> don't... Yeah. Do, do, I, mean, I can't even remember what it's from, but it's da, something weird. Da, 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 da. But, I mean... So, uh, the funniest thing about Afro Man is that the local college... Uh, TCU in Fort Worth hired him like four times. Which is to Texas play. Christian Texas University. Christian University. The Hor- uh, Horned Toads, or, or like one of the fraternities there the, yeah. that I like the Kappa Sigs uh, that I, I knew a lot of dudes there, and they hired Afro Man to play, and like one year he was like terrible. Like, just, like, the worst thing ever. And, like, was too stoned and, like, you know, fell over or whatever. And then, like, at some point, like, I was like, oh, yeah, here, Afro Man's terrible in concert. And my buddy was like, dude, no. He, like, he was, like, the hardest working man in showbiz the second time we hired him. And I was like, what? And then, like, apparently, like, somebody must have given Afro Man, like, look, man, you got one song. You got to bust your ass. Okay? You got one shot. Don't let it slip away. <laughs> like, a bit, like somebody like shook Afro Man by the lapels, and apparently he's like a consummate professional that like performs and like you know fucking he probably bust just, his he ass. Probably on just stage. stopped smoking weed. He's probably yeah. sober. <laughs> yeah, he's like I, I I'm in recovery. Apparently they were sober during the entire filming of this movie. By the way, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think. You know, Neil Brennan nor uh, Dave Chappelle were like amateurs. Uh, or, I mean, they were amateurs, but like I think they were like, "Yeah, we're making a movie. Let's not be idiots about this." But yeah, anyway. 
Uh, don't uh, don't spill too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, Chris. It's like, yeah, you know, they weren't <laughs> amateurs. You know, I'm sure they're professional. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get Chris a towel, and we'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. Uh, Please like and subscribe, and make sure to rate and review on iTunes. That's important. Spotify, you can also find us there. Caleb? Uh, We really appreciate it. And also, we're on social media if you want to find us on Twitter. That is at TracklistingPod. And I think you can find us on Instagram. Instagram is TracklistingPodcast. And I think we actually might have an old-fashioned website. Oh, (laughs) TracklistingPodcast.com. And uh, no Facebook. (laughs) No Facebook allowed. Sorry, Mark. Too old. You ruined our democracy! (laughs) Thanks for listening. We love y'all. Like a taunt, yeah. and you can't do that anymore because like. Uh, <laughs> but now people instead just do like a up and down like. like this. So we like, we are back by we, the way. Yeah, we we are, are, yeah we're oh back. God, yeah. Dude. This is good. This is good. Cut that Behind the curtain, guys. Out, Super Smash Brothers. A little uh, sneak peek in our video game yeah. podcast. <laughs> oh man. We just t- Kids are so good. Kids are so good. Kids are way too good. I do want a live stream, though, and it's just me crying. <laughs> like, me like, throwing my controller and a 31-year-old man losing his mind. Oh, that's really good. It's a, it's a narrative, you know. What the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> Nick, why don't you bring us back into this thing? I don't want to. <laughs> We There's are... some good ones coming up. There's some good ones coming up. Uh, this is the original motion picture soundtrack for Half Baked, starring Dave Chappelle, Harlan Williams. Harlan Williams. Um, Jim Brewer. So I have that, Brewer. I have that story about Harlan Williams. Should I tell it? No, let's let's play uh, let's play a you clip. You sure from... I should do this, man? <laughs> <laughs> let's play like a terrible song before we. Yeah, uh, I think story. I got one here. Actually, <laughs> speaking of where we're picking up with uh, track number eight. This is Cowboy Mouth with the uh, <laughs> impossible to find track. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. The Pusher. But the Pusher don't care. He don't care. If you live or if you die. God damn! Pusher Man. Oh man, god damn this song sucks. <laughs> so, Pusher Man was, this is a... Curtis Mayfield. It's Curtis Mayfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like from oh, one, yeah. of, Pusher Man. one of the Which best... great song. One of the best soundtracks ever recorded is a Superfly soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I've never seen that movie. Do we need to see the movie? No. Okay. But the soundtrack... <laughs> okay. Unlike yeah, yeah, most things. It's, it's like, no, the uh, soundtrack is actually good. The movie sucks. That soundtrack yeah. definitely overshadows the, the movie. Also, Har- Harder They Come... Which is the Jimmy Cliff movie with Jimmy Cliff in it? Yeah, uh, that soundtrack's oh, amazing. Yeah. And the movie, Jim I think Cliff, it's probably better than, than Superfly, but I'm not sure. Oh, I think Superfly. I remember because obviously Shaft is like the famous black exploitation. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And yeah. I think I watched some of Superfly thinking it was gonna, but I think Superfly was like just like a pimp. Yeah, was something where he's like not even that related. You're like, it's just. Uh... Just yeah, a pimp. Superfly. I could be cool. wrong about that. Do you guys but remember I, Cowboy Mouth, by the way? Uh, you know, the funniest thing about it, our good friend uh, Brett, uh, yeah. he, like, back in, like, the Napster whatever days, I remember the he Napster was like, whatever days. the Napster whatever days, he was like, Cowboy Mouth is great. Chris, you got... Jenny says, uh, he, turn off the radio. He plays all the instruments, 
is what Brett's factoid was about. I've never uh, heard. I've never heard of him, man. Never heard of Cowboy Bill? No. But I only. They were, they were big. They were, they were big. They had their day in the yeah, sun. This is the I, I think it's one guy. Is this a He's Texas a one man thing? Band. This is. This must be a Texas. Thing. I don't know. I've never They're heard a band. of any of this. There's, there's people involved. I remember like <laughs> making fun of Brett for loving Cowboy Mouth like ten years oh, after the fact good. that he and he's like, I showed you that I liked that band for like three weeks when I was eleven, <laughs> and you have not shut up about it since. Yeah, like, Chris was more of a Smash Mouth guy, and Brett was more of a Cowboy Mouth guy. Got out of mouth. Mouth got. Mouth in the title. We'll man. have Brett on the podcast sometime and, and just only ask him about Cowboy Mouth. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say uh, he does all the instruments. Okay, maybe at the Didn't, same. Well, time. maybe he should bring out some other people. I think one of you guys said that about the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl once, which I, I don't think is true at all. <laughs> Dude, it is. For a Did while, it it for a while, it was true. But uh, I think, I I think I someone think. said, "Man, you got to bring out some other people, dude." <laughs> I think, that, I think Foo Fighters is like a band. I still want to start that band, Grohl, that we talked about. Grohl. We're Grohl. We're Grohl. Uh, I think I, I... We've been Grohl. You've been great. Sidelined <laughs> us. Okay, next song. That song sucked. Oh, oh is that, a, was, that was probably our first actual cover of the... Yeah. Ring um, the bell. The, the Bloodhound Gang was like a little bit of a reference and sample, but yeah. this is the first cover. Uh, the Bloodhound Gang was an homage, and that was just a... Uh, that was a... <laughs> This one was an assault. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> that actually, come to think with them, that's like in the running from one of the worst covers we've ever heard. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh, man. Uh, is, is that an actual cover, or was he just saying Pusher Man? No, I think that's the... God I mean, damn it's, Pusher Man. The instrumentation makes it a little muddy, but God I think... God damn! That's, that's, God damn. that's the lyrics to Pusher Man. Yeah. I remember him saying God damn in it. I'm your Pusher Man. Let's see. Tricky is making his way to the other side of the glass. It's tricky. On track number nine tricky, here. Tricky. This tricky. is DJ Milo and Tricky with We Know. DJ Milo. I mean, kind of wallpapery, but just fine after everything we've heard. I, I, I'm enjoying this one. And yeah. I, I mean, it's what we were kind of talking about earlier. Like, I could listen to rap songs about weed all day. It's like, it's gone. Sublime songs weed. I just can't do it, man. It's funny, though, that if that's tricky rapping, like, I'm not sure if that was tricky rapping, but... Yeah, it was probably DJ Milo. Perhaps. I guess... There was a period where a lot of uh, British MCs, like British rock bands, would hide their uh, accent. Yeah. Which is really weird. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, like it's just speaking. You gotta yeah. lock it up. I've heard a lot of tricky songs where I feel like he has a, a distinct accent. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, KRS-One, he's like somebody that comes to mind that's like, yeah, he hides his accent for the most part, doesn't he? Did he have an accent? I guess Slick Rick was... Technically not American. I don't know. Was he really? Yeah, I think Slick Rick was born in the UK. Interesting. I did Just not like uh, a little bit of breaking. Was it Twenty One Savage? Is that his name? There was a uh, this this like huge young MC. Uh, I think his name's Twenty One Savage, who was purportedly from Atlanta and part of like the homegrown Atlanta scene. Mm. He was uh, this week arrested by ICE. Because apparently he was born in the oh. UK. <laughs> no. It's just like, yeah, that's our problem. Was that, uh, I saw a meme with uh, six 
Takashi Nine or whatever, uh, like that he ratted on <laughs> on Twenty One Savage. Yeah, because he's going. <laughs> yeah, dude, because that guy's going. He's getting forty-seven years or something crazy. Yeah, it's like, well, yep, you done, yep. you done goofed, you idiot. <laughs> like, well, anyways, what do we what do we got next? We have a breath of fresh air here with this next track. Uh, track number ten, Coolio. With uh, some parentheses in the title. Yeah, our uh, favorite. Mary Jane, in parentheses, uh, I'm in love with you. Yeah, yeah, Let's hear that track. Um, yeah, let's take a little time. Climbing up the top of the church. Getting to the better parts of the soundtrack. Yeah. You know? I mean, this is. It's Coolio rapping over a great sample. Right. Um, yeah, but this. When I was talking about, like, Jimmy Buffett, we're, like, in Jimmy Buffett territory. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally just somebody being like, I like this one thing. I like that Rick James song. Let's just do that Rick James song. What do I know about Mary Jane? Oh, man. Speaking of. Uh, <laughs> uh, rappers who have had their day uh, playing for go. fraternities. <laughs> um, there's a great video hey. of for fratcore. <laughs> fratcore. Well, it's like it's a whole genre of, yeah. of rappers these it's days. True. Like, it's very true. Hey, you can hire me for your fraternity party. <laughs> I don't. I, I I need the money. Um, there's a very great true. video of like a you know he, well, he has those weird dreads now but he's balding so it's like so they're like on like the back of his head now oh no um uh but he's getting iced at a fraternity party like you Mm. know 10 years ago whenever it was then icing was big uh and he's like what do i do (laughs) like you have to drink the smirnoff ice he's like what (laughs) like we showed you the ice and now you have to drink it and he was like Okay, <laughs> he just drinks it. And, you know, takes an E. Uh, yeah, Coolio out of um, Coolio's not that Coolio. No, no. I mean he. It's he did kind the of like all that theme song, right? Yeah. Didn't he? No. No, that was that was, that, TLC. That was um, the uh, intro to Keenan and Cal. Keenan and Cal. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, cool. I mean, I I kind of <laughs> sorry. Where where does he fit okay. in? He's like kind of like a. I guess he's more like Hammer than anything else. He was a guy who shone brightly for like a few years. His biggest hit was on a soundtrack. Uh, maybe we'll hit that someday. What do, you, what do you think his biggest hit was? Gangsta's Paradise. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, Get into the weird Al debacle. But he was debacle. weird Al debacle. Yeah. I'm sure at the time people were like, this is the next We've Snoop Dogg. We've talked about this. This yeah. is the next Snoop Dogg, and then he, he turned out to be... I mean... He has a Grammy. I mean, you don't have a Grammy. Yeah, Caleb. a lot of people. Easy. I mean, there's there's a famous curse with like uh, the best new artist Grammy. I don't yeah. know if he's part of that. Probably not because it's like oh, Grammys. Grammys don't matter. Grammys fucking suck, man. Yeah. They're, they're this weekend. They're um, the, the worst. Enough. They're the worst of all of all genre of all like art forms. Uh, uh, like awards, the Grammys. Did the Grammys. Do they get a host for this year? Do they even have a host? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they it's do. Alicia Keys. It's Alicia okay. Keys. Yeah. It's not gonna be that weird AI robot that's been on <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Or it's gonna be that yodeling kid. <laughs> it's Watts, IBM's Watson. Yeah. <laughs> to the Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Coolio. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel for Coolio. I feel like he, um, he could have been something. <laughs> he was something, you know? What am I, what am I saying? <laughs> who, who do you think the least deserving... That, maybe that's a game we're going to play on the podcast one day, is the least deserving Grammys. Um, oh. oh, like dishonorable mention. Dishonorable mention. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, Millie Vanilli has a Grammy. Well, that's they got like, it. They got it taken away. Oh, did they? They got it taken away. Dang on, dang on. They got it taken away. Even though they're, there, how do they take? Like somebody shows show up. <laughs> We're from the Grammys. They just scrub you what from is, the website. Yeah. It's not like they can take it away from you, dude. They were too fragile for fame, man. They wanted to sing, but the producer wouldn't let them. Yeah, yeah. That was the whole deal. Because they couldn't. Because they couldn't. <laughs> because they couldn't. Okay. Well, let's continue this conversation <laughs> over track number eleven. Got a lot is, uh, to say over Millie Vanilli. UB forty. How with, much time you got? Buddy? With I get lifted. Oh boy. It's kind of got a Milli Vanilli vibe, you know? Yeah. I, I, I have some stuff to talk about with this. Priz Ja. Oh, Coolio, man. I'm going to Jamaica, you guys. Well, I have fun oh, with that. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Cool story, Chris. <laughs> uh, so UB40 is a band who. The, and period. <laughs> UB40 is a band famous only for covers. Right. Red Red Wine um, was a cover. It's a Neil, oh, Neil a Diamond song. Mm-hmm. But they it was a Neil Diamond song that was covered by a Jamaican band, which UB40 covered without even realizing it was a Neil Diamond song. Oh no. So they were. That's why it was a Jamaican version. Oh, and then just all a mess. Uh, and then they hit it big. <laughs> what a hot mess. When I was a kid, um, they hit it big with an Elvis cover. Um, Ages ago, uh, <laughs> uh, I can't remember. It's one of the big famous all the songs. Uh, uh, Blue suede shoes. No. <laughs> uh, Jailhouse Rock. No. Jailhousing. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, um, Hound Dog. No. Uh, so that song that we just listened to is also a cover. Uh, Get lifted is a George McRae song that was recorded with uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band, and it was a hit there. I love Casey and the Sunshine Band. It's really yeah. well. George McRae was one of those guys where there were a couple songs that there's a version of his and a version that's the Casey and Sunshine Band. Like he, so when Casey recorded it, he was singing on those tracks, but I think some of them were his songs. Um, but that's a really bad version of it. <laughs> Well, so so you know the trivia fact about Red Red Wine, right? By UB40. No, is that hit us? It was played by some, you know, oh, yeah, DJ. Oh yeah, that it, yeah. And it was like he was doing a like a thing all weekend. There was like these are songs that should have been hits. It was re- it was released like a year before. It was released like multiple years before. I believe. No, it was like a year or two before. Like okay. it was still in the. But it, yeah, well, and well, then, we'll fight about and it. It got later. back on the charts, <laughs> and then and, and then they re-released a, like a new version, and then that's what the hit was. And then it, uh, but then it also caught on where a bunch of labels just started re-releasing songs and trying to push songs from like two years earlier. Wait, that can work? Yeah, it was. Super weird. Again? Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was basically it. It was didn't hit. Some DJ played it, and then people were like, "I love that song. Play it again." So what is the Elvis song? I can't help falling in love. Yeah, uh, can't help. That's the one that they covered. Falling in love with you. Uh, UB forty. I think that they suck. I think that I think that when I listened to that cover of the Casey and the Sunshine Band song, <laughs> and they made it so much worse, 
I think that they just suck. What's the Chris Rock movie called? I always confuse UB40 with CB4. CB4 or something like that? I think maybe. Did uh, the same director as... uh, Tamra. uh, Yeah. Maybe. I think that's right. She's done a lot of Chris Rock stuff. I I mean, I saw that when when it first came out on video. It's called CB4, right? Not really realizing that it was parody. I was just like, what is this? Yeah. (laughs) I was really young. It's it, yeah. It, it's a convoluted parody. <laughs> Let's see if there's a dispute in, anywhere in this next track. <laughs> <laughs> I will. T- if you listen to "Get Lifted," the the Casey and the Sunshine Band yeah. version, really, really good. It was sampled by Big Daddy Kane, and it was also sampled by oh, Biggie um, for his song "Respect," and, oh. and you which, can't... which was slowed down and made into kind of a reggae song. You can't help but think of. Uh... Uh, Sir Smoke a Lot's version. <laughs> Want to talk to Samson? <laughs> and then he's like, Man, I'm gonna get lifted. I don't know if that's offensive. <laughs> 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 you know what I want. Uh, this is uh, track number 12. This is uh, Chibamato making oh. an appearance here, which Chibamato is great. This is one of Steph's favorite bands from yeah. from the period. What? This is Who's Got the Light. Who's the Chibamato is apparently... Tapping. Italian for crazy food. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, funny because the band was started by two Japanese girls in yeah. New York in 1994. Uh, I really like, obviously, Sugar Water is a jam. Oh, yeah. Which um, I didn't realize until recently is samples of like a dub remix of a Cure song. Yeah, that like repeating bass line. Sweet. That cheap amount of songs, you know. In the it's context the of this that, record, yeah. it's fine. They're definitely like losing some of the aesthetic that made them interesting by the time they recorded this. Mm-hmm. So like a little bit over the hump. I think this was for the soundtrack. Oh, was oh, it really? Yeah, nice. Right. Nice, nice, nice. Well, yeah, I don't know. I remember seeing them. They were they <laughs> appeared uh, in the in the TV show Buffy and the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I bet they did. There's like a there's a club where all the high schoolers hang out with for some reason, and oh. like. Um, they were playing Sugar Water Live there once. I love that in TV shows when they have a club that high schoolers <laughs> hang out at. Like in um, Power Rangers, they had like the juice bar. Let's yeah. go to the juice bar. <laughs> like what? What kind of operations going on at the juice bar that's only attracting high school it kids? Definitely made like all these things made me feel very self conscious about how lame my high school experience was. Like, Where's our club? I, was, I wasn't going to some giant like. Oh, venue man. where apparently 16 year olds can just go watch Chibamato. Like the high school in 10 Things I Hate About You. Like, what? <laughs> that was in Tacoma. The, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we should do that soundtrack. Yeah, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, You're better we, than this yeah, one. Yeah, why are we doing this one? Nick? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I wanted to take it real low, guys. Like, how low can we go? <laughs> Let's see if I can get you guys to give this a zero. We should do 10 Things I Hate About You. I'll write a poem for it at the end. <laughs> I hate the way Nick looks at me. <laughs> I hate the way he lies. <laughs> but mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even a little bit. 
when I was pulling tracks for this soundtrack, I got excited by just reading what track 13 was. Is this the Tom Tom Club? Yeah, yeah. you know, Tom Tom Club. Oh, but S- sweet. Right. Love Tom Tom Club. And, and nonchalant. Of the Talking Heads. Uh, you know, a featured artist with them. How cool is that going to be? This sounds is nothing it? like there's <laughs> no, not a trace. I, I got yeah. really, I got the hopes of the Tom Tom Club too. anywhere yeah. in this song. So, uh, uh, listeners just turn off. But it's it's uh, featuring uh, nonchalant. Nonchalant. So I I googled nonchalant trying to figure out what's going on. Let's let's get a let's about it. This is track thirteen. This uh, is Tom Tom Club and nonchalant. The name Flying. Re- nonchalant reveals too much about what you should think about that band. <laughs> Guys, it's all happening. <laughs> There's not a trace of Tom Tom Club in this track anywhere. Tom Tom Club, they're definitely. They were very interested in like early hip hop from probably before like any other new wave band. Yeah. And they were like trying to pull kind of like clumsily from that. There was some like wordy rapping hood where is it? Yeah, that is was it a big t- hit for t- t- Tina Weymouth? Tina Weymouth and Tina, Chris Tina, France. Tina Weymouth doing some like clumsy rapping in the same way that like Debbie Harry on that Blondie song right. did like Oof. some terrible verses. God, yeah. uh, but she they were like you know it was rapper. like Lower East Side. It was when it was first happening yeah. and like yeah. these guys were coming down and they were like this is a brand new thing and they were like wanted to incorporate it and they just didn't know how to. Yeah, early rap man. Keep in mind, um, uh, what is it? What's what was the first rap song called again? Oh well, I mean the the uh, first hip, first one to hit is hip, the, talking hip, about hip, Sugar rap, Hill Gangs rappers. Sam Sample of Chic, yeah, for um, rappers delight. Rappers, rappers delight. delight yeah. It was like a 19 minute song. Yeah, like, yeah. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> but if you think that it's like, oh, anybody can do this, and then you hear like Debbie Harry do it, yeah. what? Going to Mars on yeah. the moon, and you're like, oh no, oh, boy, candy here we bars go. in <laughs> the Mars. Dum 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 bars. It really is. It's like your mom rapping. Yeah, that was their break from Talking Heads. That's what they managed to come up with. But. So nonchalant, I I was like, who is this? Because I feel like nonchalant. A genius kind of, of love, though. I mean, that's oh, yeah, like yeah. A, a heavily sampled track. It's amazing. Like Mariah Carey, you know. Um, nonchalant. She shows up. She shows up later on in the soundtrack in another track, right? Or maybe I'm wrong about that. But uh, I mean, I hope not. But maybe you're right. <laughs> she sounds like Salt and Pepper. Like yeah. she sounds yeah, like yeah, yeah, probably good. five years like like passe. I googled her because I was like, "What is going on with this?" I found one headline, and I I don't want to from 2014. How a successful DC rapper found a life cutting meat. So oh, I don't. Doesn't sound like she's recording. Wow, what a tragic end to nonchalant. Speaking of tragic ends, we oh, have we? the last track. <laughs> oh God! Up next. See, there was oh, okay. Well, there's another song with nonchalant, but maybe it didn't make. Yeah. Ah oh, man. <laughs> We have reached track 14. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, man. man I, don't, you know, I have not enjoyed this. <laughs> I hope you listeners. Um, this track here, you know, we're, it, we're not finishing strong by any means. This album has sent us into a deep depression. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, I've come out worse than I came out, this, for sure. This is The Far Side with Pack the Pipe. Nice. Let's go. 
What do you think the metaphor is here? What do you think the, you think they... Oh no, this part. This is the, this is the part that's really problematic. It might sound like a little bit of a Dust Brothers production on that. Uh, Don't smoke pot in front of my kid. <laughs> no, well, the, the Wait, verse goes man. on and he, like, smokes out some kid. Oh, <laughs> Which man. is, like, not not great. Not great, Farside. Farside has... They were kind of, like, backpackery, a little bit of a... Uh, a little bit of a low-rent De La Soul, low-rent Maybe that's a song at the beginning of the film where the kids are getting high. Yeah, which was, they well, tried to cut... But if you listen to that song, that's that's straight up in Jimmy Buffett land of like Jimmy Buffett they're, land. They're just talking. This is about the waiting room. How they love to smoke pot, and this <laughs> is how they do it. Waiting it's like line sometimes for Buffett they do land. This and... Which is so weird because their cartoons are so uh, not like that. I don't know if you watch uh, Far Side. It's very good. They're freaking good. You know that you're from the streets when you you get your name from, from the Gary Larson. The Gary Larson. <laughs> oh God. One with the caveman. <laughs> yeah. There's a chicken and uh, there's an alien and there's the cow. <laughs> I just I mean, love how they spelled Farside. <laughs> yeah. It's just Farside has some great tracks. How do you the, spell the one... Farside for us real quick. Uh, P-H-A-R-C-Y-D-E. Uh, <laughs> God. They had one video part of that, that was, whole uh, pH thing that started I was, happening. Uh, yeah. I can't remember uh, if it was Spike Jones. Not going to name Gondry. names. But... They had like a backwards video that was really good. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was Michelle Gondry. Yeah, yeah. It was Gondry. He loves uh, backwards videos. You know what? Maybe it was Spike Jones. Yeah, that was like in that. It could have been either. Well, there were there were three DVDs that came out, and it was <laughs> three VDs. Uh, three VDs. There was uh, the Michelle Gondry like uh, all his music videos, and there was a Spike Jones, and there was um, okay Chris Cunningham. Chris, Chris Cunningham. Cunningham. Chris Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that I, one's great. I, I owned two out of the three. The Chris Cunningham. I was like too weird. <laughs> like right. I, don't, I don't like it's the, the Apex Twins. Yeah, it's too scary. Speaking of PH, too scary. Yeah. Uh, but, Guys, we're gonna have to rate this album. Oh god! That, I will say that's a bad Farside song. Of Farside is usually okay. That's not. Good. I don't think anyone's gonna argue with you on that. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're I'm gonna. Get, I'm gonna. Back. I'm gonna go last on this rating because I haven't even thought about it. I mean, I would never listen to this again. <laughs> I would. Ne- there were two. So, how dare you? Two. <laughs> two songs. Am I crazy to think that that Bloodhound Gang was the best song on the? It might have been. Yes. That's the only one that comes to mind, and I think that was a decent song. Mary, Mary. The weird thing is, comes Mary. what was the worst song? Luscious Jackson, absolutely. That was no, no, bad. No, 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 no. That just didn't yeah. make any. The that, Smash that song Mouth song. Sense. That Smash Mouth song is. That song is like maybe the cover, down the, the line. The cover of Pusher Man, like the cover. Cover of Pusher Man was bad. The Smash Mouth the song. The Jackson song was just like a little generic, but some of those the songs. The Tom Tom Club one is bad too. Like, the Smash Mouth song is going to be, like, it's going to go down as offensive in, like, five years from now. Like... I'm going to give this album a one. You're going to give it a one? This is a one. I mean, yeah. Like, (laughs) 2.7. I don't know. Just to... (laughs) How is this not the worst song on this? It is offensive. (laughs) Like, he's doing a fake Jamaican accent. Feeling those right. Like, this is not how he speaks. Like Steve Harwell. Come on, man. Come on. I remember two. Like, a two? I remember there was like a period when people were trying to go after Shaggy for like, you know, Shaggy doesn't have an accent when he's talking and then he's like doing his like Shaggy voice. But he is Jamaican. Yeah, it's like nobody's going after the Smash Mouth guy for this piece of shit. 
yeah, we gotta we gotta nail him against the wall for this show, man. Wait, we so is that is that official? Is that a yeah? Uh, I'm gonna oh, one a one. Oh, I mean, like, like a two, two point three. I don't know. Two I can't feel bad. I feel bad giving him a bad writing. You guys. I think I think I'm gonna have to give this a point four. <laughs> I think that's my official point four. I was gonna go point five because of the you know the, <laughs> this is the, absolutely the worst the thing Rick James to. yeah but like minus a little bit because it just like I, I could not imagine like owning the CD and pl- pressing play I think on that's it. why it's so hard to yeah. find I know I think that's why they've made it so hard. you can't buy it digitally <laughs> anywhere it doesn't it doesn't exist. If you want to buy it, it costs like $30. Yeah. You have to like wait for the CD to be reprinted. You know, something crazy like that. It's impossible. There's a Dave Chappelle super fan that owns 90 copies and he sells one a month. It's insane. I mean, knowing like Dave Chappelle and how connected he is with the the hip hop community. Yeah. And like like Dave Chappelle's block party and like all the bands. That was after all this. Yeah. Well, that's obviously like if he if he had any input on this maybe he got Farsight on on board yeah maybe, mm, probably know, he ahead. begged to get dude Tamara Davis was married to the Beastie Boys the, uh, Mike D <laughs> what year was fucking help, what year help was Godzilla out. soundtrack <laughs> same year 98 dude we gotta <laughs> we gotta diversify <laughs> we gotta make a podcast but like where was like Cypress Hill where was Snoop Do- Snoop Dogg is in the movie yeah, yeah, he I couldn't mean, have been is... bothered to throw one of his songs on there I bet they didn't have the money for it yeah that's probably true I, I, you know I think they did this on the shoestring budget that's yeah. pretty that's why um and i love the movie i really i uh, watching it as a kid i thought it was great i don't Um, know chappelle's hilarious in the movie it makes me like really nervous to rewatch this movie i know (laughs) but i mean yeah i bet it holds up a little bit tommy chong has the cameo tracy morgan has a cameo yeah there's the vj so smoke a lot (laughs) smoke a lot uh, All right, well, well, that was really something. That was great. Uh, so let's try to let's try to redeem this here with some uh, with some recommended tracks. It's great when we're heaving sighs uh, multiple times during this. Do we episode. do we have a theme for recommended tracks? Yeah, this the, the, week? the theme we this week for uh, recommended for uh, the songs we're going to recommend and add to the track listing Spotify playlist. Uh, in in honor of Half Baked, we're going to recommend our favorite demos songs that were half baked. Original demos of, uh, demos of famous really, songs. They weren't quite completed yet. Yeah. Half baked. Uh, it's yeah. open. It's open for interpretation. Yeah. Chris, what what is your what is your recommended demo? So this is um, it was not called Take on Me at the time, but this is Aha, uh-huh. a, uh-huh. a Norwegian band. I don't know if you guys know, but really, no. I do. I do. Really, they're yeah. only big. Uh, I figured they were from the UK. Or yeah, something. yeah. I, th- I thought they were. I thought they were a British new wave band as well, but they were Norwegian, uh, out of Oslo. And uh, okay. this is what we will all uh, know as "Take on Me" years later. But mm-hmm. at this point, it's called what lesson plan? What lesson lesson one. Lesson one. Lesson one. So let's take a listen to that. So aha with the original aha. demo of Take On Me, lesson one. From James Bond soundtrack fame. <laughs> aha. They did do aha. it. I know. They yeah. did one of the, which, oh. which movie was it? It was a Roger Moore one. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, there it is. I'm on a 
Hear the chorus. I'll be coming for your love, okay? So here's a kiss and A different chorus. Yeah. So here's a kiss and one. I like that. Yeah. They used a Casio. Keyboard. But that melody is still there. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. I mean, the funny thing is that song is famous. I love that. That's it's awesome. A, it's a famous for being uh, like <laughs> a karaoke song that gets you in way over your head yeah, because yeah. the part where the vocals get crazy. Yeah, and it's funny that in, in the demo he's trying to do crazy like, vocal things for no reason. He's <laughs> doing uh, that rooster crow from Peter Pan. <laughs> I, I mean, one of the biggest songs of the eighties, yeah, right, right there. Right I, there. I, I love iconic. I love the the song that eventually came out. That will like uh, just regarding some of the weird vocal tics. I think that was like a pretty good version too. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's. I mean, I, a I good love songs. A good song. I love music etymology, and like I love seeing like the process behind it. And you're like, I see where you're going with this, and I kind of dig it. You know what I mean? And, like it's yeah. awesome that it turned into something uh, so much, in the so mix. much better. Yeah, yeah. Masterclass. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all in the mix. <laughs> Twix. <laughs> Twix masterclass. Uh, and I think it's also it's worth when I was watching this song uh, or like you know on YouTube or whatever looking for demos and stuff it's all about mixers snickers the, the main uh, the lead singer of this uh, there's like a couple of photo shoots and he's got like fucking crazy tricep muscles and he's like only flexing that like there it's it's worth mentioning that there are multiple shots of this dude flexing his tricep and you're like whoa what does he do like what does he do for a living is he like a clamor that like he like <laughs> like a seaman i don't know whatever a longshoreman longshoreman yeah but hey longshoreman nice to meet you dude's got uh dude's got buff triceps that's all i'm saying what do you got, Caleb? What's uh? All right, for my pick, <laughs> I, got I, triceps. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna have to do a little bit of explanation before we play this because this is the song I'm gonna play is oh, there we go. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> running out of hard drive space. Uh, <laughs> think I'll pack my bags by Rod Stewart, which I'm I'm like a defender of early Rod Stewart. Like faces, and then the first two Rod Stewart albums, I think, I are amazing. Some Rod. They're amazing. Like as a vocalist, he's great. I I remember passing him once in New York, and I thought I I walked past like a little old woman with spiky hair, <laughs> with like an entourage, and then I and I was like, wait, and then, yeah, that was Rod Stewart. Oh man, you've uh, seen Rod? Yeah, he's very very small, and he's he, but he looked weathered in his heyday. <laughs> That's the funny thing about it. Like Young Turks, like he looks. Oh, yeah. He looks like 49. He's so like 20. Uh, the interesting thing about this demo is that this is actually a demo for a Ronnie Wood song called uh, Mystifies Wood. Me. Ronnie Wood, who was his uh, Rod Stewart's bandmate in Faces and went on to replace Mick Taylor, I think, in the Rolling Stones as yeah. kind of uh, sometimes bass player, Mick sometimes Jagger. Mick Jagger. No, <laughs> sometimes yeah. lead guitarist. Uh, sometimes Mick Jagger. So Mystifies Me is actually a really good song, but the vocals are not great because Ronnie Wood is obviously no uh, no Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart, I think, went on to, to sing backup vocals on that. Uh, so if you listen to the beginning of this song, it's actually like better than the song that eventually came out. 
like the feel, like the vocals are great. Uh, I queued the song up a little bit towards the middle because Rod Stewart obviously has like ran out of lyrics and he's doing what what happens when you're like singing along to a song you're not sure about the lyrics and but there's no other it's just him and it's hilarious because it's exactly if you hear in your own head you're like and then he starts talking about it kind of it's like yeah yeah and then do i don't know but it's still really good and i like it uh so this is uh i think i'll pack my bags by rod stewart big fan think i'll get away in my mind Kind of always had that smash mouth kind of haircut. Yeah. And this raw sound. <laughs> Recorded in your grandma's barn, you know? I'm assuming this is right. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that Dylan album, New Morning. Yeah, it's a little Delany. All right, let's do it again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I smoke too much. Like the first, you know, the song's maybe three <clears throat> minutes long, but the first like minute is solidly like so much better than the actual song. And it's it's obviously I think Ronnie Wood is playing the guitar, and that's like the polished part. Yeah. And Rod Stewart for some reason is just like riffing. Some like half big lyrics on top of it. Yeah, it, you know, in retrospect, not a great singer either. Rod Stewart. I mean, oh man, Rod Stewart's great. He can he can belt it. Yeah. I just thought blue, he had kind of a raspy. Soul. Really? No, he's just because of the so rasp- good. Okay. So good. I am, a new controversy. I am wrong. Caleb immediately <laughs> no, no, shut no, no, down. No. This uh, is me. this is an opinion. This is not fact. This no, is no, this is science fact. <laughs> this is science fact. Well, because, I mean, could he hit high notes? Could he? I mean, I'm not saying that he's like a... I'm thinking Young Turks. I'm thinking... I'm, I'm saying thinking that he young has a classic soul, like what's his voice. That's true. Amazing voice. You know, I, I, why am I slagging on rock? If you I wish that rock, I... No, it's it's all like the same range, though. You listen, to, listen to this whole one and, and then listen to the Ronnie Wood, the, the polished version, and you'll be like, oh yeah, Rod Stewart's is so much better. Uh, I think last time we did karaoke, which was at my apartment uh, with a karaoke mic. I'm saying Rod Stewart songs all in falsetto. <laughs> I did. It's yeah. amazing. I did uh, very young, high. Young, or no, I did uh, some boys have all the love. Some guys. See, that is late, late Rod Stewart. <laughs> some guys have all the pain. <laughs> I am saying like literally just the, the first two solo records. Okay. All right, Nick, what do you got for us? I've got the original demo for Fleetwood Mac's Dreams. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Some Fleet. Very exciting reaction. <laughs> you get a lot, of, a lot of Stevie. <laughs> oh, Let's see Stevie if I can Nicks. even Don't get, get me started on Stevie here. Nicks. What? Lover. Lover. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I thought you were going to disparage her in my presence. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's there it is. Now there you go again, you say you want your freedom. Well, who am I to keep you down? Very half baked. Uh, beautiful, though, man. So, so, pre auditing. 
<laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> you... Apparently, uh, they were in the studio and she escaped into another room that uh, like Sly and the Family Stone had yeah. a room in. Yeah, I read about this. Uh... And, uh, Things were so toxic that everybody was constantly like trying to hide in other corners of, of the so, uh, recording studio. A lot happening with that, with the rumors album. <laughs> yeah, we always joke that none of it was a rumor. And yeah, it was all true. All true. It was all, all true. true. <laughs> what, so, the breakups going on during that album: um, Mick Fleetwood uh, going through a divorce, John McVie separating from Christine McVie, yeah. Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie Nicks we're ending their eight-year relationship, yeah. and then a. Uh, a lot of things. I think Stevie Nicks was dating like the the young guy who was doing the lighting on their their tours or something. There was oh, some there probably, was some like yeah, tech yeah. guy that was constantly the tech coming, guy got yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, for geez. a period, and he kept like coming to the the studio to like see her, and it was causing problems. And McVie was also uh, in a relationship with a bus driver. Who, uh, the bus driver. He was dating two of the roadies. They were trying to record outside. The bus driver was just laying on the horn, and they would have to. So like, the guy that tuned the Fender roads that she recorded on turns out <laughs> pretty insane but she uh she brought the demo back uh to the band and uh apparently they didn't like it very much oh and, god uh, they thought it was uh like repetitive and boring um yeah not nuts about it it's and like then one of their biggest tracks she, please please let's yeah. try it and um you know thanks to their you know i guess their efforts and Lindsay buckingham yeah. trying to figure out what to do with it to became be, to be maybe fair, one of their biggest songs. Have you ever heard any of the songs that were cut off of Rumors? Like no. uh, Silver Spring was cut off, which is an amazing song. And that, I think that was another Stevie Nicks song. But did they add that in the deluxe edition? Probably, I mean, it was yeah. it was like it was a B side to some single. It was on like a greatest hits thing. It was what? an amazing song. Like they were all like firing on all cylinders. Apparently, yeah. they kept the the drum track like from the you know the original when they laid it down that ended up in the final. I don't, but that's why I always wonder because you listen to, um, you know, Mick Fleetwood play drums and he's playing fills on like the first bar. Of the, <laughs> and I'm always like, no one does that. It's amazing. But I was like, oh, maybe it was because Just it was like, an accident. Or, oh, uh, yeah. But however it worked out, it's, it's, it's amazing. Well, it, it's it cool. also begs the question like, if they could all have just gotten along well, how much better would they have been? You know? All right. Like uh, some people are like, oh, it's because they were like all the. It's like maybe not. Maybe like no, maybe I, they were like saying barbed things towards each other, like dreams. They're like, yeah, yeah, I don't like this. I think they were pretty fully baked at that time. Yeah, <laughs> I think that all, all those people. If you're like writing angry breakup songs, you're like at your most motivated to like. That's true. Artistically, <laughs> oh, for wow. like a week, and then you just nosedive. Yeah, once you weaponize music, that's the key. <laughs> right. <laughs> talked about that yeah it's that uh, beatles thing that yeah, started happening john that lennon weaponizing and paul mccartney <laughs> launching missiles at each other across great britain oh, man. Oh, um man. good good theme pick oh thank uh, you i would say great pack baked half baked baby thank I you i wish i wish the soundtrack for this could have been better <laughs> no i would say dave use your music with all Dave's contacts <laughs> yeah. that he had at the time or I, maybe didn't have at the time maybe that's why you know i blame neil brennan I think I think it was he first just, co-writing effort. He he was an anchor and he was dragging Dave Chappelle down. Man, you anchor me. Yeah. Pretty insane. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Thanks, thanks guys. For listening. Yeah.
Another, we another appreciate it. Another episode, episode, another day. <laughs> another episode in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go home and sleep tight tonight. Hey, man, sweet dreams. Hey, man, you sure you should do this, yeah. man? <laughs> All right, All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for we listening. love y'all. And we'll see you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.